hello and welcome to the show at Wrestling With Entertainment, the only audio experience on the web today. Previewing and reviewing the latest shows from WWE, AEW, New Japan, and everything in between every Saturday and interviewing all your favorite wrestlers every Tuesday and Wednesday on YouTube and CastBox, sponsored by Rogue Energy and Pale Mark Coffee. I am, of course, your host, James J., Alongside the leader of Squaw Squad, Coleco Yachts, who is not here, may be joining us, probably not. Um, but who is here, the American Tudor Dust? Yes, I found uh, the time in between my hectic schedule of bank robbing to be here. You got that rowboat out to get away. Mm, it's a kayak. Okay, um, it was a good week for Wrestling Wit as we interviewed uh, Morphe Mason on uh, Tuesday, I believe. Yeah, um, incredible interview, incredible individual, um, and it does seem like uh, the future is bright for the 90s once again. Um, and then on Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, we interviewed um, Dakota Duke. Incredible interview, incredible and unique individual, to say the least. Um, wishing her best uh, in a speedy recovery so we could finally see that in-ring debut. Um, this upcoming Tuesday, we got Stevie Legend um, up in the Connecticut, um, New, Hamp- uh, New England area, and he's making a splash there. And um, we talk about that in the Big Jim Cup and Sly Cooper and a bunch of other stuff that you're definitely going, you're not going to want to miss. And then on um, Wednesday, we got the Blood Tourist, Liu King Shop. Incredible interview, incredible human being. Um, he's pretty much done everything in this business. Um, he's been on the WWE Network, Peacock. He's wrestled in China, Spain, Sweden, um, the UK, everything in between. And we talk about all of that. Some incredible encounters, especially with Yvonne Dudley. Um, and a little, and some video game talk as well, if you're into that. And uh, you could listen to some clips next. Can you tell us about your love? Of the Yankees. Uh, my mom grew up right down the street from the stadium. I was born in New Rochelle. Uh, yeah, uh, pretty much the Yankees and the Knicks and the Rangers living in my life and takes up a lot of my time. So, <laughs> so you didn't necessarily get a chance to pick your team. Your mom was just like, "You're going to be a Yankees fan." Uh, I was yeah, I was born into it. So yeah. For anyone who remembers when when AEW um was you know first kind of coming about and they had the partnership with OWE, um they did uh, a big press conference and they got Dragon Fu, who's the the OWE owner, on. and he went on and he and he spoke super super broken English, um. 
so he, and he's on stage and he goes, China, America, together. And I guess that's big reaction, right? But that, that's like the only English that he speaks. So when I show up in China, me and Rob, we're, we're both thinking that this guy doesn't doesn't speak any English. So <laughs> we we go out to the theme park uh, where we get taken out to a theme park. And then afterwards, they say, oh, we're going to take you to Dragon Foo's restaurant. You're going to meet Dragon Foo. Um, so we we go in, we're eating Dragon Foo shows up and, and we we sort of give them, we were, you know, it's customary in China when you're doing business to, to give a gift. So we present them with a the, with the gift that, that, we, that we had brought. Um, and we're speaking like super slow and super clear. We're saying thank you very much for, for bringing us to China. We really appreciate it. And he turns around and responds in like the most Californian, like American accent and was like, hey, no problem, guys. Hope you enjoyed the theme park. And we're like, hold on a minute. <laughs> where did this like super American accent come from? And I, I, I said to him, I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't mean to be rude, but we, we watched you on AEW and we, we thought you, you didn't speak any English. And he says, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was really, really nervous and I forgot, <laughs> he forgot how to speak English. Alright, I think we're done putting ourselves over. No, Scoodle. I'd say we are. Now, uh, it's a great day for wrestling, because we are wrestling with the news. And, uh, it came out, I believe, yesterday. Kayfabe has joined the dictionary. What are your thoughts on a wrestling term being an actual, um, you know, word people could actually use now? In non- um. Yeah. I mean, K, the word kayfabe has always been around. Uh, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's the days of the carnival barker and, and whatnot. Um, uh, I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's great, I suppose. I'm, Should we uh, keep Kayfabe, Kayfabe and not talk about Kayfabe? Uh, unless, um, unless your name is actually Kayfabe. Um, and by the way, I copyright that. That's my gimmick now. Uh, if you want to use it, you have to buy the rights for me. Uh, we don't have a Kayfabe, but we have a beef fab. It's not that fab. Uh. That is not. More, it's more like a B minus. To say the least. I think it's good, but also bad at the same time, because you don't want people knowing what kayfabe is. Especially a dictionary, um, you know, um, a dictionary version of what it should mean. But as we all know, kayfabe is what we make it. Kayfabe is the friends we made along the way. Exactly. Um, speaking of Kayfabe, Jay Cargill, she has officially signed with WWE. She's on board. Um, the yep. whole internet exploded for obvious reasons. Yep. Uh, and they actually uh, talked about it on SmackDown last night. Really? 
Yep, they um, they did uh, they did mention uh, uh, Jade Cargill signing with the WWE. Uh, they call it the biggest free agent signing uh, in years. Uh, sure, okay. It got twenty, yeah, twenty million views. Uh, I mean, it, it's it it's great. I hope she really gets uh gets seasoned. Uh, there we go. I, I pulled it up uh from my DVR. Uh, you want to come yeah. to season her? What kind of Me. season? Like Tabasco? No oregano. You know what I mean. Um, uh, you know, when, when she was in AEW, she started off hot and then for some reason ran cold towards the end. And I don't know if how much of that was her and how much of that were her opponents. Or how much of that was uh, environment? Um, are they are they gonna fast track her to the main roster? Probably not. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming they're gonna do what they've been doing with Dragon Lee. And uh, as of uh, last night's SmackDown, it's incredibly obvious that they're they that they think Dragon Lee's had enough time in NXT, and after uh, No Mercy later tonight, uh, Dragon Lee will most likely be part of SmackDown. Uh, Jade needs to get accustomed. To working the WWE style, uh, because it's a it's a style nowhere else. AEW really did work. It works the WCW style, and it 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 worked. AEW also has a little bit of a smaller ring, just like WCW did. Okay. Yep. Uh, it's like 20 by 20, so are they 18 by 18? Yeah, it's about, it's about two inches like that around, yeah. It, there's, there's a reason, you know, all those, all those moves they can do in AEW are not being done in a WWE ring. Uh, but I think that, the. I think they already have a slogan uh, set up for her, and that's always bet on Jade. Uh, that's so stupid. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, nobody wants to bet on Black anymore. Um, yeah, I mean, he's in uh, the house has not been winning as of late. 
I I really hope I really hope she does well. I hope she knows uh not to wear uh a uh a a, a singlet that rides all the way up her ass. Why do you think she got signed? I mean, then why hasn't why hasn't Sky Blue been signed? <laughs> <laughs> we'll come to that in a minute. Um, she still has a contract. Wait until it comes up. Well, I mean, I, I'm sure RJ City is disappointed that he has to take Jade off his list of female wrestlers with colors in their name. True, like Gold Dust and. Uh... Brown. And Ruby. Well, and, uh, and I know, but I'm saying, you know, you know I mean, there's, there's Ruby, there's a Sapphire, uh, uh, there's a, uh, a Nyla Rose with testicles. Um, no, um, please stop it. You know, whether she goes to the main roster or not, I don't necessarily think WWE is a place where she's going to drive. She's accustomed to kind of doing whatever she wants because, you know, AEW is the Wild West over there and whatever. But I don't see her liking being put in, you know, a slot B position rather than, you know, she came in as 1A and she only became 1B at the literally tail end of her run there. And she's never going to be the top tier talent that she feels she is because of one name, and that's Bianca Belair. As long as Bianca Belair is there, she's never going to be one of them. You kind of understand what I mean? Yeah, I do. I'm, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't say this kind of reminds me a little bit of, uh, All right, let's. Uh, I'm gonna go back to it. It reminds me of the whole case with Linda Miles and Shaniqua. Um, yeah, Linda Miles and Jackie Gata, uh, the runner, the winner and runner-up of uh, the second season of Tough Enough. Okay. Um. And Linda Miles was was about Jade Cargill's size in terms of height. Uh, close and and her claim to fame is being the uh, the 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 dominatrix manager for the Basham brothers named. And they named her Shaniqua. Yeah. 
they there. That was de that was dead in the water. <laughs> um, I don't know if it was dead in the water. They did very well. They won tag team gold. I mean, considering that you know before you know Doug Basham and uh, Danny Basham, aka the Mahawks, were were supposed to be kind of part of the group, part of the golden class of OVW. Like they, they, people down in OVW were saying these two are going to be top stars, and one of them was even going to uh, hinder a spot in the Royal Rumble. Uh, I think in 2004, um, but it got taken away from. Maybe it was 2000. I I I, I don't know. Um, but it's I. I hope, and I hate to say this. I hope she. I hope Jade learns to be humble. And not in the, not in the gross chic way that you're thinking. Would you stop? Uh, in what way? Uh, I mean, she kind of has to learn that. Got to stop thinking her shit don't stink. That's why she cuts the shit, Scooter. Duh. Unfortunately, there's nobody in WWE currently named Tony, so I don't know what she's going to do there. Would it be just hilarious if she called um, Vic Joseph for Byron Fox, then Tony? And they're like, well, I'm Byron. And well, I ain't looking at you. She, no, she called Byron Taz. Well, somebody that might need some humility to somebody that's been very humbled um, in his journey um, on AEW. Um, Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, his vignettes for a NXT debut have been teased. Uh... Yes, uh, and it was only it was only the first one this past Tuesday, and you know it it all it almost it almost got by me. I mean, okay, it was Bengals football, and then it ended with the WCW Saturday Night, the old set, and. At that moment, you knew it was it was Pillman. Uh, I real I I really wish you know you get him. You might be able to have something 
new for Natalia to do. Uh, if they, if they can get Harry Smith back, oh no, no. Had had them managed by Tyson Kidd? No, absolutely not. Why do you do you want a new version of the Hollywood Blondes? I would prefer that over a new heart foundation. I honestly would. Alright, we'll, we'll, uh, you know, we'll call them the, the, uh, the Lung Foundation. You know, in all, in all honesty, I want to see Brian Tillman in a singles role. I don't want to see him in a tag team. He showed what he could do in a tag team. He was moderate, moderately successful. Okay, great. I want to see what he could do in, in a singles role. And, you know really be able to spread his wings and see what you can do there. They're going to put him with uh, Josh Briggs in NXT and they're going to be, it's going to be Moat time. Oh, fuck, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, like, like, like in Bullet Time for the Matrix, it's Moat time. The only thing I could, I really want to see with Brian is some interaction with Stone Cold. That's what I was also thinking. <laughs> and the problem with NXT is we're never going to see Stone Cold on NXT. Yeah, there's also the problem of, you know, Money. pulling out a live gun and <laughs> having that brought back up. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be awesome, though? Stone Cold comes back. Oh, the lights went out. Oh, what was that noise? Stone Cold's been shot. Stone Cold's been shot. Oh, my God. You son of a bitch. It took me 20 plus years. But I finally got revenge for my daddy. Eh. Let's see who you really are. And then he just pulled his whole face off and he started bleeding all over the place. Ah, I guess he was real. Oops. <laughs> so, um, what's also real is Mandy Rose potentially coming back. Nope. She, she nope. did an interview. She said, um, you know, it has to be the right call. And I think, you know, if Bangle Bros come and recruit her, that would be fantastic. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is this is this is the woman who made a bunch of money outside of OnlyFans and recently announced she's starting in OnlyFans. I thought OnlyFans was the reason she got fired. It no, it wasn't OnlyFans, it was one of the other sites. Like OnlyFans, I think it was fans. Dot fansly fans. Dot L Y. Potato. I say, why you're saying potato? I say, show me some nipple. Um. So you're saying if she, it wouldn't be a good move if she joined the Bengal Bros. I mean, I mean, and then obviously you know Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. <laughs> Bankbros.com. 
talking about a bang. Adam Cole. Oh, God. <laughs> His <sighs> ankle exploded at Grand Slam. Wasn't the match wasn't doing anything really that physical. Broke his ankle in three places. Uh, destroyed some ligaments. Um, he's going to need surgery. He, he I, is. I, I felt bad for him. I know, but he's potentially ended his career by doing something flashy that didn't even need to be done. Yeah. Like, oh my god. I I would not be surprised. I would I, I would not be surprised if Cole is done in the ring for at least a year and a half. At the most, I mean, Cole is a dedicated worker. He's a strong person in terms of, of health. So he's got that going for him. If anyone could recover faster, it's Cole. I think the biggest problem is, you know, when it comes to legs, yeah, things break you could, you know, ultimately get it healed. But the ankle is like a whole other animal in the sense of a lot of your weight goes on that that, that small portion of your leg. And, you know, if he does something before, if, he, if something goes wrong again, you know, it could be really disastrous for him, you know, whether it's in the ring or not. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the question is, do, do AEW take the risk and, you know, like, what, I'm, I'm afraid they'll get one doctor to clear him. When he shouldn't be cleared. You know, down the line. Um, that and... I think... I think... Cole might quit outright... If he gets relegated to a backstage role. I think you might be right about that. But, um, I don't think AEW is going to take the risk of, you know, having one doctor clear him. I feel like they're going to, when it comes to the safety of the wrestlers inside the ring, yeah, they're like, fuck it, rip your head off, we'll figure it out later. But, you know, once the red head is actually ripped off and, you know, somebody needs to sew it back on, they let their wrestlers, you know, rest and make sure that, you know, when they ask them to rip their head off again, they're doing it safely. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. It definitely comes at a sucky time when, you know, Adam Cole was... Do, I don't want to say he was doing great things, but he was in a major rivalry that everybody wanted to see. Yeah. And this really does, you know, cut the legs out of AEW to have your biggest attraction essentially not there anymore. And this also has to be a little bit of almost a morale crush for underused uh, talent in uh, in AEW, or at least you know, talent that looked like they could be, you know, in the you know in line for a, a title match down the road. Because you also have to remember, Cole's had a number of title matches and has it singles title matches. And has it won a single one? Well, I mean, like you said, there's not a lot of viable challengers for that championship. There, there are. They just, I think, AEW's biggest fear is that they don't exactly know what to do to make MJF look like a dominant champion. Because there's nothing you really can do. He's not that type of wrestler. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. That can only last for so long until, you know, you're asking your top stars to lay down. You think you, do you, do you think that you know, uh, it, it just happened to be you know, Danielson, Cole, and Joe? No, they got they got put with MJF because they were former WWE talent. Right. And formal world champions themselves. Yes. So. So, you know, at the same time, you know, Cole's injury could be a morale crusher. It could be a morale booster. Um... Ah, to, it, it 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 remains to be seen. It kind of feels like AEW has also given up a little bit on Britt Baker. I don't know if they gave up on her or she gave up on them, because it does seem like she just isn't happy to be there anymore. Yeah, I mean, like it in. I mean, when they, you know, they fed her to Statlander. 
that's and you know as, as much as I love Chris Statlander, it that's a that's a match she shouldn't have won by any means. It's not a match she should have won with the amount of buildup that they had. Yeah, which was none. I learned that night that Statlander was fighting Big O. Yep. If you have Britt Baker antagonizing Chris Statlander, saying you're nobody, you have weak knees, you know, I'm a doctor, I could get, give you a cleaning, you know, it, it makes it, you know, it makes you want to see the match. And that's always been the biggest problem with the women's division in AEW is they just say, this person's going to wrestle for this championship. Okay. It's next week. Well, there's no build-up. Okay. So, why do I want to see it if they're just wrestling for a championship and there's no story attached? Yep. I think the only actual storyline I remember involving the TNT Championship is that Nyla Rose stole the championship from Cargill. And then she stole her car. And then we never seen her get the car back, but she got the title back. And she didn't uh, with that. They, I mean, that, that's why they have insurance. Title belts don't have insurance. Chris hmm. was that he knew that. Hmm, that's an interesting idea. Title belt insurance. Well, keeping on the topic of the women <laughs> of AEW, um, Serena Deeb, um, we haven't seen her for quite some time. And it seems like there might be some issues with, you know, the female locker room um, management, Tony Khan. And that is the reason she hasn't been on TV. Are we looking at another Dunder Rosa problem here? The question is, does anybody care? Uh, you know, as... As as much as, yeah, you know, and as you know, mildly interesting as it was to see the professor uh, on AEW. This is, God, this is. Honestly, this is this seems like nothing. Like, who cares? Why should we care? Well, I mean, it's not exactly because, oh, Serena Deeb is being mistreated. But, you know, it's about the trend. You know, Don Rosa, Serena Deeb, you know, the whole Lefisto thing. Which, you know, gives more appeal to that there's issues in the female locker room. Some girls are held down. Some aren't given the opportunity. Because there is a hierarchy in that 
But that's that's one of the big unspoken rules of pro wrestling when you're playing in the big leagues. There is a hierarchy. And, and as much as we'd hate to see it, you know, there's never going to be at any point in the locker room where everybody is considered equal. What? It, you know, it's, it, it's, it, you know, a, a pro wrestling locker room is like the stock market. It goes up, it goes down. You know, it, some you sell high, some you sell low. Uh, and, you know, and some you just get drunk with in a bathroom in Tulsa. Well, you know, we've been talking about, you know, Britt Baker phoning it in. Should she have, at the amount of pull she has, with the amount of stock she has invested in the company right now? That's that's the thing about... Hypothetical stock, I should say. Not actual stock. That's the thing about Brit. As as valuable as we see her, she sees herself as being more noble for women in pro wrestling. She had you know she has no problem doing the job for Statlander and not not exactly caring that she lost that match. And that's a that's a that's a it's a great you know attitude to have as a human being. It's honorable. As a pro wrestler, you know, half the time you're gonna kick yourself in the ass for doing something like that. Right. You know, so Britt wants the female the female roster to succeed. That's clear. Uh, the thing is, is that that female roster, there's no conceptual end to it. So, it's like, you know, okay, we got we got new women coming in. Okay, let's get them to work. Let's get them to work with Brett. We'll put them over Brett, and you know, and and the cycle continues. Essentially, the gatekeeper. Yes, and 
eventually that 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 leads to uh, you know uh, you know a reduction in self-esteem in confidence um, and it, you know it, it makes talent into doormats Definitely, you know, an issue because the women don't necessarily get a lot of exposure on three shows. I thought of a concept that somebody put out there that put dynamite as all of the sketches and the flip, the flippy wrestlers and all that good stuff on dynamite. Put the real wrestlers and the serious wrestling, you know, with the wrestlers who wrestle on Saturday. And Rampage, make it all women. Have all the women have their storylines and fight on Friday. What are your thoughts on that? You know, I've always... I've always wondered if... It, and I mean, if either company had the the guts to produce a, a, a show with an all female roster, uh, we're not talking. Uh, we're not talking Shine Stardom, WOW. Uh, we're not talking about that. There are there are certainly and there's certainly enough talents. The question is, is it is it bankable? Is it really inherently going to generate profit? It will generate interest. It will it will pique the, the interest of wrestling fans. Is it viable as a business decision though? If WWE did it, yeah. If AEW does it, their audience aren't looking for the women. See WWE could afford to not only do it live. Yeah, but they they could probably at least get an extra house show out of it. Oh, but I don't. Know. I mean, with with Rampage, Rampage ends up being taped, and a lot of fan, a lot of the audience goes home before uh, you know. Whatever they have left to tape for Rampage uh, has been recorded. What? It's, uh... I mean, when it comes to the... Let's take the, the live attendance out of the, out of the equation. Um, ratings. Ratings have not been great for Rampage. 
on, you know, in general, because it is take. Even though it is take, but you have all the women on the show. Do you think that, you know, having it as an all-woman show would, would generate enough buzz for people to tune in? Even, uh, you know, if it's a casual fan that, that's not looking at spoilers or, you know, people that did see what was going to happen and maybe say, okay, well, I know what happened, but I'm going to watch it anyway. There's, there's another variable in all of this. And that's... AEW's booking doesn't know how to write... They, they, they barely know how to write uh, you know, programs for two female youths. Right. And making it all huge for the men, let alone the women. But here's this is where my point comes in. Now if they do an all female show, now they have to come up they have to put in that extra work. And as much as we'd like to see it that would probably that would probably frustrate AEW's bookers to who are being stretched thin as it is to have to come up with you know three to four more female feuds. The female stories. Right. Well, that brings us to a quote from Tony Khan. Um, he did, uh, I, I guess it was a media scrum for Wrestle Dream. Um, when, when it pertained to possibly going on a different network, um, or staying where they currently are. Um, he said, and I quote, I would do anything I can to protect the jobs and livelihood of the people who work here. <laughs> oh, I haven't laughed like that since I was a little girl. Thank you. Oh, man. Tony Khan, the ultimate bullshitter. <laughs> Move aside, Vince McMahon. There's somebody that bullshits better than you. And he doesn't even need a, 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 a slick mustache. How would Tony Khan look like with, with a mustache at this point? He would look like he was wearing a fake mustache. <laughs> I mean, it looks like a fake mustache on Vince. I know. But, I mean, at least it makes Vince look like his evil twin, like Rodrigo McMahon or something. It's like a soap opera. Did you ever see that movie, um, The Grand Budapest Hotel? Yes. 
you know, Zero had that, like, little line of a mustache. Yes. That's how to- I think, I feel like Tony would look. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he, 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 you have to wear, like, a monocle. Too. Oh, God. Are we uh, talking about promoters, or are we talking about, like, super villains at this point? I, 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 I don't know. Uh, so we wrap up the news? Uh, I mean, one positive thing uh, about AEW, Sky Blue's butt went viral. It does every week? Uh, yes, um, but, <laughs> uh, you know who's responsible for it? Who, Gilmaker? No, for her butt going viral. There's actually someone responsible for it. Sky Blue Sims? <laughs> Kyle Fletcher. I like there's so much I could say about that. Yep. Aussie open. <laughs> Aussie open your legs. Uh, well, somebody uh, uh, likes um, to watch, and that's um, all I should probably say about that. <laughs> like, you want, you want to hear something really terrible? She was like, you know, at one point she was like, yeah, can we tell them all I'm underage? And I'm just reading that like, bong bong da 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 da. Which is kind of weird, considering she has an OnlyFans. Yeah, Law and Order: The OnlyFans Unit, produced by Dick Wolf. <laughs> that's funny, because that's his name. Yeah. Alright, um, I think that should conclude the news for now. And yep. Now a quick word from our sponsors. So, Rogue Energy, the only gaming drink company in the world with four unique product lines to suit your task at hand, whether it be juices, shakes, smoothies, and everything else in between their low-calorie, no-sugar energy formula is the perfect alternative to sugar-filled canned energy drinks and sodas. Their extreme formula provides the most energy, focus, and sports performance possible. Their hydration line offers focus, ingredients without the added caffeine. Drink it anytime you're thirsty. And their shake formula is so delicious. Who doesn't love a cookies and cream, zero-calorie energy milkshake first and foremost they've designed every rogue product line with performance and effectiveness in mind it is critical that you look at the nutrition panels of drinks when comparing options there are countless off brands out there that are presenting low quality poorly dosed formulas that amount to expensive caffeine water every formula they produce is designed with optimal levels of high quality ingredients additionally you won't find a powdered gaming drink brand that dissolves better no need to have chalky textures in your drink their taste profiles are unmatched, specifically designed for gamers, athletes, students, entrepreneurs, people with hectic schedules, individuals with low energy, 
podcasters who can't shut up, people who are health conscious, and so much more. Great as both a pre-workout and as a coffee energy drink replacement. Specifically designed every Rogue product line to be the best gaming drink on the planet. Rogue energy, more energy, more focus, more wins. Use promo code WRESTLINGE for 10% off your next purchase. And we are wrestling with AEW Wrestle Dream. It's, it's tomorrow. It takes place in Saddle, Washington at the Climate the Climax Pledge Arena. Um to some this is a uh wrestle wet dream, to some it's a wrestle fever dream. It's a wrestle nightmare. What a, what a stupid, what a stupid fucking name for a, a paper. I'm sorry, it's terrible. Um, yeah, but I mean, looking at this card, I'm not exactly um, you know, mad at it. You know, there's some de- decent action, I would say, that may be a tier above. A, a normal t- uh, dynamite taping, you know what I mean? Yep, but this is a second pay per view in a row that doesn't have the AEW World Championship being defended. Do you expect him to defend that championship every uh, month, Scooter? I mean, I remember when that thing that used to be. A major story point, and if that didn't happen, they had to forfeit the title. I mean, who is he? Seth Rollins, defending his championship every month. Who does that? Yeah, if I, I, I part of me thinks. I hear the name Wrestle Dream, and I expect every match to be a dream. Otherwise, it's it's Forbidden Door, just not in Japan. <laughs> well, wasn't in Japan? It was in Canada. I know, but I mean, with with it just Forbidden Door, just with barely any New Japan wrestlers. Um, if this show doesn't end with Daniel Bryan waking up to next to Brie Bella and saying, I had this awful dream that I, I wrestled at this company called AEW. Oh my god. And she's like, no, you're still Daniel Bryan and you still work for the biggest company in the world. It's oh a- god. The new heart method. Yeah. Oh man! If if any if any of them ever go back, you know that that's the way they should do it. You know that that one time the Nexus put Vince McMahon in a coma. Oh shit! Yeah, that's right. And he woke up and he was like, "What happened?" It was like the Undertaker got buried. He was like, "Shit." <laughs> 
So we get into the matches. Oh, God. Uh, sure. Ricky Stark versus George Wheeler Yuta. Uh, before we get into that, uh, also, they, 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 they're doing this thing where they keep, they're putting a title match on the Zero Hour. I don't even see Zero Hour on, um... Uh, uh, it's, uh, the Acclaimed and Billy Gunn against the Mighty Don't Kneel for the trio's belts. Now that's insane, because I would actually want to see that match more than a couple of the matches on this card. Come on, it's Bad Dude Tito. Uh, Big Teats. Uh, Ricky Starks, Wheeler Yuta. Yes. Who, who, who gives a shit? They have, they have... I've never seen a push killed as fast as it was with Ricky Starks. Multiple times. Uh, like, and you know, and they're doing a you know a strap match on collision when it's clearly when that was clearly you know by by gimmick alone a pay per view worthy match. Yuta and Starks having a strap no, match. No, no, uh, Starks and Danielson. No, they had the strap match at um, All Out, and then they had a death match a couple of weeks later. Oh yeah, it was a, it was a death Texas death match. Yeah. Uh, not in Texas. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of uh, God, I'm thinking of Die Jack and Eddie Torr from NXT. Um. Who wins the match, Scooter? Let's get on with this. Uh, St- uh, Starks, clearly. Yes. Next match, Fatal Forward. <coughs> wow, I completely lost my voice. Fatal Forward match for the future AEW World Tag Team Championship match. The Middle Aged Bucks versus the Ass Boys versus the Luncha Brothers versus Freshly Poop, Orange Cassidy, and Hook. Really? That's the best you can do? Freshly poops? Well, he, I mean, if you freshly squeeze somebody, they're going to poop. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you know, uh, the Lucha Bros, only because they're the only team here that i I'd, I'd love to see his champions again. In all honesty, the Lucha Bros make the most sense in that it makes no sense. So watch how they go with Orange Cassidy and Hook. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it, if it ends up being the guns, I think, um, I think uh, we're going to be forming lines to jump off a bridge. I mean, the Guns should already have a title match. One of them pinned Hardwood at the last pay-per-view, so. That's how championship matches work in my book. You pin one of no. the champions. 
Nope. Yep. Chris Statlander versus Julia Hart for the AEW TBS Championship. Uh, Brody Broker King is in Julia Hart's corner. You know, you know, I really like Chris Statlander. I really enjoy what they're doing with Julia Hart. But a match that literally has no build whatsoever. They could have did so much good shit with these girls and really build up a match that people want to see. And this is essentially rele- relegated to the P-Break match. And these girls are so much better than that. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm real. I'm glad they're finally doing something in ring with Julia Hart. Um, you know, there were rumors that that they might, you know, they might uh that they might actually give Julia the title here. Um, in Reality, no. No chance. Statlander wins. Yeah. We got a one Edward Kingston wrestling Katsuri Sabata for the Ring of Honor uh, World Championship and a strong Openweight Championship. They love double title matches. I mean, Sabata is not even defending his championship. Uh, this is like it's going to be a good match. I'll say that. Uh, yeah, it, it's going to be a good match. What's the over under on Kingston uh, getting blown up? What are you saying? Like six minutes? <laughs> uh. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. We got the AEW TNT uh, Championship match, two out of three falls. Um, Christian Cage versus Debbie Allen. You know, I I I didn't actually see the the triple threat match with you know Luchasaurus. But I knew that was going to end up happening, where he was going to win the belt. Was Luchasaurus even pissed off at him? He was. He looked somewhat pissed off, but, like, I'm still connected to this guy, so I better not say anything. But there was definitely some hesitancy, I'd say. Like, you know, I was, uh, you know, part of me thought that match was going to be like, Cage would lie down and then... Trick Luchasaurus, but um, I, you know, Darby's held this belt. Does he need it again? No. Let me ask you this: Did Christian need it at any point in his life? Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 But I think he took it because he knew he was never getting anywhere near the AEW World Title. Uh, uh, but uh, it's 
Well, watch them do something stupid where it go, it's one fall apiece and the, and the third fall ends up being a stupid fucking double pin. Double count out? Uh, it's two out of three falls, so I'm pretty sure they're going to have to declare a winner. Uh, Cage, Cage retains. What? I'm going with Darby. You know, I only, we always say when it pertains to Darby, you know, he doesn't need the win. It doesn't hurt him. But at some point, he's going to have to win the match. So, give him, you know, the secondary title. The title he's more associated with. I'm, I'm up to it. Alright. We got a six-man tag match. We got Colt Kutzka, Take Shitter, Sammy Guacamole, and Will Asprey. Um, the Don Callis family. They're fighting Chris Jericho, uh, Twinkle Toes McFingerfuck, and, um, Child of a Deaf Parent, Abusi. Ah, the Golden Showers. Yes. Who wins, Scooter? I mean, they took the least threatening looking wrestlers and turned them into heels. And now they're putting them up against the, the two two of the founding members of the of the company. Good God, they keep you know one step forward, sixteen steps back. Uh, uh, if if you think. Uh, Jericho and, uh, and and Omega are doing the job. You're right. Um, yeah, Actually, the Callis family is going to win. Twin, twinkle Toes McFingerfuck is, uh, you know, his days are uh, a number. He's going to be, he's going to run out of toes soon. Um, that's exactly what I was thinking. Cold cuts the picture that takes the W over either Omega, Abushi, or Jericho. Anybody else getting the W What makes sense. So obviously Will Osprey's gonna be Kota Abushi. Alright. We got uh Two-on-one handicap match for the AE, uh, no, the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. MJF <laughs> is taking on the Righteous, Vincent and Dutch. I will say this. I've been really digging what the Righteous has been doing. And Dutch has a fantastic aesthetic to him. That's so contrast of what Vincent is doing. 
You get what I'm saying, man? Yeah, I absolutely uh, get what you're saying. It's the same reason I I like them. That being said, this is AEW. MJF wins. <laughs> well, if you believe rumor and innuendo, which you probably shouldn't when it comes to this, um, to this, is that Edge will be making his debut as MJF's partner. <laughs> yeah. Um. What? Where the hell did that come from? MJF said that he'll be um defending the championship with Adam. Not Adam. He never said which Adam. So people were speculating that it was Adam Copeland. Watch it be Adam Bomb. Adam Bomb's still an active wrestler? No, he's not. Uh, uh could be could be Adam Pierce. <laughs> I think uh Adam Pierce isn't leaving his coffee uh WWE job anytime soon. Watch it be Adam Rose. Oh, that would be awesome. Considering that Adam Rose looks like he fell now, looks like he fell into a, like a, a, a vat of chemicals, like in uh, Batman 89. Uh, he looks like he ate Adam Cole, is what you're saying. Uh, basically. Uh, could be uh, Pac-Man Jones. Uh, yeah, Adam. His, his, his name is Adam Pac-Man Jones. Nobody knows him uh, Adam. I already said Adam Rose. There's an Adam Page. Oh. oh. But he has a match later on. Joey Mercury. His name, real name is Adam Birch. Okay. Isn't he retired? Uh, I don't know. Um, uh, the, uh, the guy from, uh, Reno Scum, CW, or Impact, whatever it is, uh, Thornstone. Okay. Uh, okay. Some guy named. Oh. Okay. Angelico. Does he still work there? Yes. Really? Yep. Hmm. Uh. Now, here's the thing. Would you believe it would be Braun Strowman before Edge? Well, he's injured and still currently signed with the WWE. I mean, you know, Braun Strowman might have uh, thought 
when MJF asked him, he thought uh, EC3 was asking him. I can see that. Because they do kind of look alike. I mean, if MJF took steroids, yeah. Uh, uh, may, maybe, maybe he didn't mean Adam. Maybe he meant a dam. Like a dam. So I, I don't Oh shit. A down? Maybe A down? A town down? Adam Fury? Austin Fury, I should say. Uh. It. Watch it be Wardlow. It's real I, 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 I mean, his actual name is, you know, Michael Austin. I mean, Adam Cole is not even a real Adam. So. This is correct. So, yeah, we kind of have to, like, think that MKF is, is fucking with us. Which won't be out of the realm of possibilities. All right. We are FTR, Cash Wheeler, Dax Hardwood versus AC Open, uh, Kyle Flatulence, and Mark Davis. They're fighting for the AEW All Tag Team Championships. I mean, I barely remember the match they had 365 days ago. Yeah. You know. Aussie Open was like, we're the best tag team in the world. But, but, well, we haven't had, uh, we haven't really been showing it as of lately. Then, if you're not showing it, then why the fuck are you the, the best tag team in the world? AEW writers, ladies and gentlemen. That's not AEW yep. writers. That's just ignorance at its blisses. Uh, I mean, you know, they could, they, they, only AEW could take one of their most popular teams, in fact, the most popular team, and put them in a match that a lot of people might potentially find boring. It... I mean, how many AEW fans do you think can honestly tell you who is in Aussie Open? Um, you know, they have a better chance of telling me who is in Legado El Fantasma. Uh, well... Aussie Open ain't getting anywhere near the AEW tag titles FDR retains. And this is the correct answer. I wonder how many many people could tell you that Aussie Open is actually IWGP World Tag Team Champions. Keep in mind, I actually watch a, a New Japan on a regular basis and I didn't care that they won those championships. 
Alright, now we have um, Hangman Adam Page versus Swerve Strickland. Talk about, t- yeah, talk about you know, your polar opposites. This I mean, is... Shouldn't this have been uh, Bruce Wayne with Strickland? Nick Wayne? Yeah. I mean, Nick Wayne's wrestling on zero hour, so... Oh. Against Luchasaurus, so... Okay, then. Um... They're, they're, they're trying to push Swerve. And, I mean, why would they give him a match with Hangman? Uh, because it's a Russell Dream match? Is it, though? And Tony's eyes. I mean... How many people are saying, oh, thank you, Tony. Thank you for giving us Swerve versus Hangman. Oddly enough, I'm, I'm sure that there are people that will or have. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know what? With Cole being out, <laughs> Swerve's going to pop into that spot. Watch. Wow, that's definitely a visual. Uh, so here's the thing: Do does is Paige man enough to do the job for Swerve? <sighs> no, Paige wins. Can I? Could I go with? Uh, I don't care. Could you know I that. Mean, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change my answer to that. I mean, Strickland. If he wins, is he doing anything great? Does it bump him to the stratosphere? Does he? Does he get a rocket strung to his ass because he? Won't be hangman page. He has a better chance of getting launched there if he's just thrown by Keith Lee. You're not wrong about that. So Danielson's probably gonna win, so um Adam Page wins this one. And that brings us to the last match, the main event, the thing everybody paid to see. And that is Daniel Bryanson, or Brian Danielson, versus Zack Sabre Jr. I will say that it is going to be a fantastic match. It's going to be, you know, a good old classic, you know, catches catch cam, what we expect from both guys. I don't necessarily expect Zack to hurt. Brian, because, you know, he's a safe wrestler. But that's what I said about Okada, and then he broke uh, Brian's arm in a few places. So, what do I know? See, I'm... Yeah, to me, this isn't exactly a dream match. 
Okay. Uh, um, okay, good. But it's well known that they've had to protect Brian. And in something like this, which is, as of right now, still poised to be the main event of this show. What? It's, you know, and given that, given Danielson's work ethic, it's, I think this match is going to do way more harm than good. Um, maybe something happens where it ends quickly and we get somebody else coming in. Um... Because I'm thinking if they're not, if Danielson is now not going to take any time off, I mean, it screams Okada running. Well, if you're saying Okada causes um, Brian No, I'm, the, I'm saying... The, the, the odds will end up being against Brian, and Okada will save him. I would go... This is how I see it going. Brian wins, Okada comes out, challenges him to, challenges him to a match at Wrestle Kingdom. That's as... Uh, as thin-cut as it gets. Uh, I, I have... I have I feel like it's ZSJ, and he goes over clean. That that doesn't necessarily make sense. Well, you know, neither did Daniel Garcia beating Brian Danielson. Well, I mean, it makes sense in the in the sense that you're trying to build somebody to be, you know, a player for your company. I, I guess that. I, I mean... Zach doesn't necessarily need it. I mean, unless, you know, you have Claudio and Wheeler turn on Danielson. Mm, I guess. That's, that's the big problem with this. You couldn't... Not once has Zack Sabre Jr. been on any AEW TV! Especially to build up the match. I mean, the closest thing we came to was backstage comments. Um... Oh! Okay, hold on. Zack Sabre is currently in a feud with Will Ospreay. He's challenging for the British Championship after this match. 
So do you see maybe a run-in from uh Will Osprey to cost um costing uh GSJ the match? I don't know because people are gonna be so friggin' confused. They're gonna wonder what why is Osprey out here? Most fans don't know that. Right. They are AEW is taking a very huge risk in banking on name alone. And I hate to say this, but they they're doing it with Probably, probably one of the worst names possible. Like you, you, you don't, you don't do that with, with, with someone like Zack Saber Jr. You could do that with someone like, you know, like, like Goldberg, like Hogan, like Edge. ZSJ, this just having no buildup and and just a, a, a few remarks does not a main event make. What? I think cut and dry. Daniel uh, Brian Danielson wins clean. Okada comes out, challenges him, challenge him to a match at Wrestle Kingdom, and Bob Uncle we go off the air with um, Okada and Brian face off. What say you, Scoodle? Sure, why not? All right, that is the Wrestle Fever Dream. Russell, what dream? The Russell, why the fuck are we doing this? Um, that will conclude our coverage of this and this episode as a whole. Of course, uh, thank you for listening. If you like what we're doing, please like, subscribe, comment, but on YouTube and Castbox. Of course, this was sponsored by World Energy and Player One Coffee. Uh, join us this Tuesday um, as we interview Stevie Legend. Join us this Wednesday as we interview Luke King Sharp. And uh, follow the show at Wrestling with E, but on X, Instagram, and Dread. Um, follow me personally on X at um, JamesJ993. And where can we find Scooter? As always, find me on X at ScooterDust. Keep an eye out for the social medias, yada, yada, yada. And, of course, Rattle in all my Dungeons & Dragons antics, along with Rico Casatino Jr. and the rest of Smoking Dragons Club, Twitch.tv, Bachelor Smoking Dragons. Uh, Dragons celebrated their five-year anniversary uh, uh, two days ago uh, with a 24-hour stream. They did a Smoking Dragons trivia contest where I was one of the answers to one of the questions. Oh, congratulations. You can die a happy man now. Promise? Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
of Fuckly Goyatsin Scooter Dust, I'm James J, and this has been Wrestling with Entertainment. Hey folks, this is the Colossal Mike Law, and you are listening to Wrestling with Entertainment. Enjoy the show, support these guys, we appreciate it very much. We'll see you at ringside.